0: Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Again, looking again. Throws up the middle. That's six, 30. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, to Bay. Derrick Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The daggers in. We're gonna win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out, he may run. Mahomes, direct. Oh, so the end Battle intercepted. Picked off at the end zone. Bucks are gonna beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White. What a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs.
1: Welcome everybody to another episode of the Salty Dogs podcast.
2: I am Scott Smith. And I am Jeff Ryan. We're the Salty Dogs. We are. Yes. And Jeff has something to say at the top. Oh, I do. We are brought to you by Beef O'Brady's. I like how quick you are today i'm on no, point this time. i like it wings and beer beer and wings nobody combines them like Beef O'Brady's. you can start with the award-winning traditional or boneless wings and a variety of sauces and dry rubs and next you gotta pick your brew beefs has all your faves on tap Beef O'Brady's, where game time meets beer and wing time all the time hey oh. good read thanks you didn't suggest that there were that they did take out beer that time. No, that's at the backside. No, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like <last laughs> Making <time. laughs> making up rules as we go. <laughs> so, um,
1: also, to stay on point here, things I commonly forget to do at the top. First of all, we're going to answer fan questions at the end. Okay. And the, re- the best way to send us in questions is email at uh, SaltyDogs, email to SaltyDogs at Com. Uh, so I'm afraid sometimes maybe somebody stopped listening by then and they never hear this part, but we love getting your questions. We try to answer all of them. Sometimes they get a little backlogged, but if you want anything you want to ask us about, the like bucks or you know Jeff's lawn care. So you got uh, stuff like that. So
2: you got a haircut. I see. I did. Yeah, that's why? very important.
1: I had, to, I had to get cut before this podcast. It, why? Got to look clean for the podcast.
2: Oh, uh, as you can tell, I'm not going that route. <laughs> I've I haven't not had a haircut for a little bit. Just yeah, I can tell. Well, mainly because uh, it's my playoff. Uh, oh, it's your playoff, main? Yeah, because we uh, since I I got a haircut and we haven't lost since I've gotten one. So. So three weeks ago? No. Wait, no, we lost to. That would have been. We won four in a row. It would no. Have been wa- Washington.
1: No, we now. lost to New Orleans in week fifteen.
2: Yeah, when nine we to zero. Yeah, I remember that. But when did we play Washington?
1: Like week eight or nine? Really? Yeah. Oh.
2: Okay, well, so so uh, then it's really been a long time. <laughs> but you,
1: I'm trying to remember. It's been since Washington, because we have lost
2: a game since then. I think I'm six weeks from Aaron, since Okay, I had Aaron. Enough of that. Okay. Uh
1: the other thing to we, say at the top.
2: I I'm on a, I'm on A D D today. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> See, <laughs> I'm on point. i are all over the point. I know, I'm sorry. Uh
1: the other thing uh to say at the top is we're not gonna have a guest today and you wanna know why, Jeff? Playoffs. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Tom Brady said today, "Now's the, the playoffs. Is now's the time to lock in on football."
2: Yeah, we're not going to the movies. We're not going to go to other day. Th- I told Nelson, which is funny because <laughs> when he says that, everyone's supposed to know who Nelson yeah. is. As Nelson Luis, who is the vice president of communications right. for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, he's uh, he's Tom's go-to guy.
1: Yeah, and if. Everybody wants a piece of Tom all the sure. time, so there are going to be requests, especially in the playoffs, but Tom's like, I just want to do what I normally do.
2: And I'm not going to have TB12 say, why are you doing the
1: salty? <laughs> <right?"> so. <laughs> yeah, so the players, he was sending a message to his fellow teammates, obviously. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah. uh, you know, it's all about football. Lock in on football right now. You can do things like go to the movies when the season's over. I told, <laughs> uh, after Sunday, if you don't
2: play right, you're going to have plenty you, of time. You could so. go on Monday, yeah. Sure. So,
1: All right, so that's that. So okay. let's get to it. All <clears> right. <throat> First thing. Uh, I like to say what our favorite thing was from the previous
2: game. All right, you want to go first? Well, I, I there's a number of them. So
1: do you I want me to go first? Then I'll you let you go first, and then I'll tell you what okay. was my me. favorite thing. Okay. was Scotty Miller on
2: that punt coverage? I can't believe you said that. Is that one on seriously? Your <laughs> seriously, <laughs> you shouldn't let me now, go first. Well, the only reason why I didn't want to, I almost, I, I was torn because I went with Scotty Miller the week before. Okay, but I did like that play, and that was that was one of my. I times. liked it. It's nice to see him getting an opportunity to um, contribute in different ways. Yeah.
1: And, and the fans clearly love it when sure. he does. So on a couple of runs last week, he actually had one in this game, too. I think it was 10 yards again, so that's working out well. But he's been being used from time to time as a gunner on punt. And it's kind of a... It's kind of a... Double edged sword there because you won obviously his speed works very well. Sure, but I don't think he has a lot of
2: experience as a gunner. No, and he's not a big guy, so you don't think of him as a tackler. Well, was <laughs> like Bruce Arians said when he first heard that Scotty was going to be a gunner, he went, Yeah, he's kind of a little guy for that.
1: Right, but in this case, it was the speed that mattered because Scott. Okay, so the play was there. Jalen Rager he muffs a punt near near the if you're near the sideline
2: that our press box was on. Sure.
1: And that muffing would, a punt.
2: That'd be the Buccaneer sideline.
1: Muffing a punt is when you fail to catch it, but it's not necessarily a turnover unless the other team recovers it. You might fall on it, right? Yeah. And he, he, he was dropping it already. So it's not a forced fumble necessarily, but he the ball's slipping through his hands, and then Scotty hits him, and then it's definitely a fumble, yeah. and Ross Cockrell re- recovers. But what was so great about the play is Scotty was the gunner on the other side. Yeah. He came all All the way, way his main job was to go down on that side in case the punt went there, but since the punt went to the other sideline, he's just motoring all the way across the field at top speed, and he got there, I mean, from where he started to where uh, Jalen Rager was touching the ball, the fact they got there so fast was amazing. It is. And if he hadn't been there, who knows, maybe Rager can fall on it. Before anybody gets to it. But in this case, Scotty knocks Rager out of the
2: picture and we get the ball. Got it done. Again. And All it was right. a crowd pleaser. No question. You
1: said you had more than one,
2: so you I, still have to I show did. something. I, I do. I, uh, Shaq Barrett's interception. I liked it because he tossed it up in the air to himself. Got it. And then uh, for a big man, I thought he ran well. There are other people who thought he didn't run very well. But he tried to score. He tried. A big man who also was coming off of a knee injury. <clears throat> that is correct. The The...
1: Bruce has joked a couple times since then that how he looked running on that play tells him he's. By the way,
2: Shaq said today that he feels good. That he feels 100 yeah. back. Yeah, and that what a difference having Shaq back in. And Levante, yeah, uh-huh. that clearly made a difference. Yep, and the um, and then you kind of have to go honorable mentions. Uh, Mike Edward coming across uh, saving Jim S- Dean. Um uh, mm-hmm. with that big time interception, which. It was interesting enough, at that time, it was, what, 17 to nothing, and they're about to score? Yeah, and, and so then they would have had the ball first in the second half, yeah, too. so that oh. was a big, big turning point. It really
1: felt like the beginning of the
2: end right it there. It did. And then um, another mention was, I I really did enjoy uh, what Eagle fans were there, were really, really quiet. <laughs> so I enjoyed it. There wasn't dancing. much to clap no. about. Anyway, when it was 31 to nothing, the parking lot started to fill up <laughs> quite, with, with quite a bit. With Yes, it was nice. So
1: uh You know, Mike Edwards, obviously, it's beyond being just a a note now. It's it's how he's considered. Uh, Being such a ball hawk and getting so much production in terms of interceptions, particularly, in less playing time than the other DBs tend to get. In this particular case, with Sean Murphy bunting out, instead of putting, like, Ross Cockrell in the slot, they used Antoine Winfield in the slot. So a lot of the times we had three quote-unquote safeties on the field. Winfield was really playing slot corner, mm-hmm. and that gave Edwards a lot more playing time in that game than he
2: sometimes sees. And it's amazing. And he it. led
1: the team with nine tackles. I too. was just
2: going to say, it, it, when he plays, he plays. He he play- <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, there are a lot of guys that can play, but they're not playing. So the thing I wanted to bring up about that is you hear all the time that he's a ball hawk. Mm-hmm. But
1: to the average fan, somebody tell me Why? You know, it's it, he's not, I don't think he's faster than the I, other guys. I,
2: I don't think anybody has been able to tell us Well,
1: that. there was a little bit today. Bruce, I mean, not Bruce, um, Todd Bowles was describing some of his strengths, and he says he's our most cerebral defensive oh, back, okay. that he does a really good job of watching the quarterback and figuring out quickly what he's going to do, and that I thought this was the most interesting part. He sees a route by one of their pass catchers and knows what, the other guy's route is going to be. See what I'm saying? Like, he sees route yeah. combinations. He sees one route and figures out what the route combination is going to be, and that helps him get
2: to spots more quickly. That's pretty interesting. It's Well, he understands the game, then. Kind of like it, Tom it, Brady on the offensive yeah. side. Yeah,
1: it's like some quarterbacks just naturally can see the field really easily, and some aren't nearly as good right. at that, and I think that's the case. It's like a, on defense, some safeties really see everything going on in the well, field. Well, not
2: ball. only does he see it, he can read it, and then he can get his body to go do what he needs to get done. There are times when people can see it happening, and the body just doesn't get you there.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, it's, undisco- it's undiscovered. We'll yeah. never know, but it's possible that I could have the exact same field vision
2: as a safety, as Mike Edwards.
1: Right. But it wouldn't make much difference. Well, you don't have, yeah, you,
2: because you don't have the the ath- athleticism and to I, do it. And I probably wouldn't. No. But, but it is within the realm of thought. Sure. Control. Right. Exactly. Right.
1: Hey, look, a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I already know from playing flag football that I definitely do not have field vision as a oh, quarterback. Oh, I see. I, I, whatever the play is, whoever's supposed to be my first guy, if that guy's not
2: open, I'm in trouble. Yeah. That's I'm it. scrambling around. Yeah, that well, part. that seems to be some problems with uh, there are certain senior. players uh, that are that way. Yeah. Like, that's what holds them back. Another f- of my favorite
1: things was that Tom Brady actually caught the last throw of the game. Did you see that clip? No. J- you know They got the ball back at the end, and uh, they tried a few plays,
2: and Jalen Hurts threw one that went out of bounds uh, on the last uh, play of the game, yeah. and Tom Brady caught it.
1: Yeah. It was a pretty nice little catch, too. He kind of had to go to his side. Which was
2: nice, because the last time he had a pass in an Eagles game, he dropped it. <laughs> Oh gosh, Jeff. Wow. Nice callback. You're good. I'm just nice saying. Nice callback there. I mean, well, the only reason why I know and remember that is uh, on Tom Brady's podcast, I was listening to it and oh. he was talking about that no matter where he is, no matter what time <laughs> of year, no matter what, if an Eagle fan sees him, they go, yeah. hey, remember that pass? Nice catch, buddy. <laughs> Which if you ever see the clip of it, he's wide open. Yeah, it's open. it's uh, Super Bowl forty. 40- yep. Three, yeah, something when when, 42, when the Eagles 42? won it, yeah, like three that, years ago, that shootout three years one. ago, yeah. yeah. So, but hey, you know what are you going to do if he so, can make make so himself smile, so can I. I guess it was the 2017
1: season in Super Bowl 42 because the next year where they beat the Rams. Yeah,
2: it, everything just runs together to me. <laughs> they, I mean, it does. I I, I was watching the uh, uh, the Kansas City game, and I was like. No, no, it was the um, 49er game, and I I was like, wow, you know, they're not too, too far removed from the Super Bowl, and then I figured it out, is that they were like, it's only been a few years ago, because it was Kansas City, 49ers, and then Kansas City, us. Right. I thought it was like four or five years ago, and it isn't. Right, no. I mean, that's what I'm saying, when the time factor is just kind of... (sighs) Time dilation. Uh, Oh, I like
1: that. Um, So... uh, I was wondering, though, and I haven't had sure. a chance to really ask anybody, why was Winfield in the slot instead of Edwards? Because they sometimes used Edwards in the slot. But I wonder if it's partially because Winfield is such a good blitzer.
2: Because,
1: mm-hmm. you know, and this comes up a lot right now. Because they
2: were doing a lot of man, that's why.
1: Well, okay. That's why it would be Winfield over Edwards? Uh, since they've both done it before and they're both safeties, and whichever one isn't doing that is going to be playing safety. Hmm. I'm wondering if it's... Mixing pe- it up. Yeah, or maybe they just found out on the practice field through trial and error that Winfield's a little bit better at it. Or maybe, like I said, he is a good blitzer. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we found out in the Randy Barber years, the slot corner position is a great place to blitz from. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. It's hard to blitz all the way from outside corner or from way back at safety.
2: I like that they're mixing it up. Maybe that's the whole formula. <laughs> well, I th- they have to. I know. I thought. I thought defensively was one of the best games in a long, long time. I, I was really. Pl- I was pleased in the process. They
1: yeah. shut down the Jalen Hurts
2: runs to the edges hmm. early
1: on, thanks to Jordan Whitehead, mostly.
2: And they also shut down the runs because the Eagles were averaging something like, I don't know, 34 runs a game or something like yeah. that, and they were only at 17. And then you're, Well, they had to give up. Yeah. but And then the problem was, and I'm not saying this is
1: always the case with Jalen Hurts, but he was very inaccurate in that Oh, game. yeah. He was missing wide open guys because we really didn't get a ton of pressure on him. No. And then he had some wide open guys that he missed by a lot, mm-hmm. and that made the defense look a little bit better.
2: You know, on another sidebar... Um, what I thought was really funny is everyone was making a big, big deal about the weather all week long about how are you going to play in the rain? How are you <laughs> in gonna, the wind? All that's all the questions that were being asked at every right. press conference. How are you going to handle the weather? And it rained like crazy around 6 o'clock in the morning, and actually it wasn't a bad day at all. It was and there cloudy. was a tarp on the field at the time. Yeah, it was cloudy, a little rain, all in all, a good day. The decision to put the tarp down was a good idea. Yeah, well, I know it's a pain in the butt, but still, you had to. I mean, they
1: rolled that off like an hour before the game, and mm-hmm. or maybe a little more, and it looked great.
2: Yeah, yeah, very, very pleased with the way things played out there. All right, what do you got? <laughs> What's next? <laughs> well, there's a lot. Uh huh. Um, I, I, we just started talking
1: about this. I think they had a great plan to stop Hertz runs mm-hmm. early on, and it was well executed. Of course, it helped to have Jordan Whitehead flying around like he was shot out of a cannon. I'm real. I just liken that guy more and more every game. And, you know, he's a pending free agent.
2: I was just going to say, so don't like him so much.
1: Well, let's just find his film and destroy it. Yeah, well, it's hard to hide that. So that uh, – another thing, though, um, Brady got sacked four times. Yeah, that, that was tough. Three of them were on third – all of them were on third downs. Mm-hmm. And – that was a little bit concerning especially with the two guys. Not a little hurt.
2: bit. It's a, it's a major concern.
1: Listen, listen the number here is 2.17. You know what that is? Uh, how fast he gets rid of the ball. In this game, and it's called time to throw or TTT. In this okay. game, his average time to throw was 2.17, which is the fastest of any quarterback in any game this year.
2: Okay. And he still got sacked four times.
1: Well, He got sacked on those third downs because those were longer developing plays. If you're getting rid of the ball in 2.17 seconds or less, because in the quick throws, which were ones of 2.5 or less, he was actually averaging 1.89 seconds to release. Uh If you're getting rid of the ball in less than two seconds, they just don't have time to get to you. Um, Now, that offense may not work, you know. Not everybody can make that work, but it did work. He was like 25 for 28 for like 214 yards with those quick throws. And uh, like 115 passer rating, he made it work, but it's still a concern because sometimes on third down, you know, Tom is good at throwing the ball away at, when he should, right? Right. It's, it's probably the best ever at that. But when it's third down and you don't find somebody open quickly, but you're like, well, if we, I got to make something happen or we punt, then you hold the ball a little bit longer. And for him to get sacked four times on third downs was a concern.
2: And it, well, not only and now
1: of course, Worse was out of the game. Yeah. Jensen was working on an ankle that still has not allowed yeah, him nope. to practice
2: yet. To but think. he's a gamer, came back And in. Josh
1: Wells, who was replacing Wirfs, was Got dealing hurt. with a quad. Yeah. So that probably had something to do with it. But all those things also still exist this week.
2: Well, that's what I was going to say. It's, you said a bit of a concern. It's a major concern. Yeah. Uh, I it re- really is. I'm trying it not to re- be alarmist. Yeah, well, it's not being an alarmist. It's being a realist is that they're going to have to figure out a different way to to protect Tom right now because the the front for the Rams I watched that game well like against the Cardinals they just you know it was unbelievable it's like, it's like there was no one there yeah
1: unfortunately for us after a bit of a slow start following the trade Von Miller's starting to look like the vintage Von Miller
2: yeah he's coming into his own right
1: now I think he has six sacks in the last five games yeah and so you the, what they were trying to do with that trade which cost him a second and third sure for a guy. Who was going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So it's basically what they call like a half-season rental, plus the postseason in this case.
2: Yep. and so But
1: their point, I yeah. was trying to say, was you got Aaron Donald and you got Leonard Floyd. And Aaron Donald makes jobs a lot easier for guys like Leonard Floyd. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't remember who was the one before him that then went on to Atlanta. He basically had his one big sack year. Uh, playing with Aaron Donald <laughs> and Clay Matthews before that. But they thought, if we can get another guy on the other end, what are opposing blockers? I mean, it's it's hard to not double-team Aaron Donald. Right. But by doing so, you're you're probably letting at least one of those edge guys yep. one-on-one. Yep. Or if you, like, try to pay more attention to the edge guys, can can anybody block Aaron Donald one-on-one?
2: Well, and this is where you want Leonard Fournette back. Yeah, for pass protection. Yeah, for pass protection. Also, if you got the running game going, it yeah. changes everything. Slow him down a little bit. Uh-huh. So I mean, it's a tough task, but uh, you know, I'm not being a pessimist. I'm looking at it as, hey, you got to play the good teams whenever. Yeah, that's true, but and you got to deal with injuries. Got, I guess, yeah, right. Exactly. See the
1: Rams. Yeah, the Rams rolled over the Cardinals. That wasn't even competitive. No,
2: no. Well, that game got out of hand. Well, I think I think it really got out of hand. Personally, was at the coin toss <laughs> because totally it was it it was like, did you guys realize that this is a big game? Do you know this is a, but you know. There's example. They were 10-2 and 2 at one time. Did you see the note about or Cliff? Or 7-2 at one time. Yeah, and They then were 7-0. and 0. Yeah.
1: I think they were 8-1. and 1.
2: Yeah. And then just total collapse at the end of the all,
1: year. All the while mm-hmm. saying this is not a collapse like last year. We're no. not collapsing like
2: last no. year. Uh, sorry,
1: but the the proof is in the pudding there. You collapsed.
2: It happens. Well, but it happens. Have, did you see the note about Cl- Cliff Kingsbury? I, I was just going to say it happens because it happens to the same guy. It's like... Seven or eight years in a row, getting mm-hmm. back to college. Is that yeah. his teams
1: have lost like five of the last seven. seasons. Now that's an eight?
2: interesting trend because they, they uh, Green Bay has that issue. They do really, really well during the regular season. It's not and the same thing. Well, yeah, it is because you get you get into the playoffs and <laughs> and that's what we want on I Saturday don't. night. I'm talking about the Rams losing, uh, the
1: Cardinals losing like five of their last six. Sure. You're talking about the Packers losing one game.
2: Yeah, at the most crucial time okay. ever.
1: But they, they ever made here. It, it. But they tend to make it to the NFC Championship game. That's hardly a swoon. That's one bad loss. It's yeah. a different thing.
2: And then the year before they lost, before they got to the Championship game, they were 13 and three then, too.
1: You're just so, so you am saying, saying they, is they have good
2: records. They have great but records. they don't win the Super Bowl. Uh, they don't win many playoff games lately.
1: They've made it to, like, three of the last four NFC Championship games. And then what happened? But they had to win games to get there. All right, I'll
2: give it to you. But they don't win the big one. Well, they don't until they do, Jeff. Well, that's true. Kind of like us. The, Car- the Buccaneers
1: couldn't couldn't have a winning record for, like, a decade and a half until they did. Yep. And then things have been a lot different.
2: Nice. Uh, but, yes, the Cardinals have, underneath p- that head coach, they've struggled.
1: And the, and the Rams just looked really good. And all of their big-time... 2021 acquisitions have looked were really big in that game. So the Rams made the Super Bowl as we talked about and lost to Brady yep. like four three years ago three seasons ago and since then they've been aggressively throwing all of their draft picks across the country to bring in established stars.
2: Going to win now Jalen Ramsey mm-hmm.
1: uh, Matthew Stafford Von Miller even, even uh,
2: oh, Jay the Beckham. running back. Uh, well
1: no they just signed him because yeah. The Browns He's cut back. Him him. But it's still part of the point. Sure, And uh, the running out. Sonny Michelle, they traded some pick for him.
2: He looked like good. He, pick. he looked good. Well,
1: Cam Akers. Shoof. Guy comes back from a July Achilles tendon tear to yeah. play and look good. Yeah, now they got this one-two combination in the backfield. But, okay, so Matt Stafford was really good. He only had to throw, like, 17 passes because yep. they were killing him and they were running. Yep. Michelle looked good. Odell Beckham scored a touchdown, through a forty-yard pass. And don't
2: even mention Cooper Cup.
1: Von Miller had a sack.
2: Yeah. I'm just talking about the guy. All the guys yeah. have added this year. Yeah.
1: It's like in the Super Bowl last year, where the great note was every single point scored by the Buccaneers was by a player they had added yeah. that
2: year. Yeah. And that's yeah.
1: And you're seeing a lot of this uh, parallels like that with these with this Rams sure. team. They pushed
2: all their chips in, Jeff. As well, did we. They were close they're close and they figure a part or two is going to make the difference it's, and they're doing it. It's not the exact same approach, but it's similar. Mm-hmm. The Bucks
1: pushed all their chips into the table by uh you know, with what they did what before the Super Bowl and then also this year to keep our, our talented guys around.
2: What I think what that's showing is that the draft is as important as it is, isn't as important. They're trying to make the draft not because they the, don't care whether they have picks or not. Right.
1: The Rams have decided that the draft isn't important to them in building
2: their mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm.
1: It, here's the here's the double-edged sword part of that, though. Yes, you can trade draft picks for a Jalen Ramsey and know you're getting an awesome player. Right. That's very true. And you could use those draft picks instead on well, what you think is a great player and he doesn't work out. I sure. get that. Right. I get that. But when you trade a draft pick for a high-priced veteran like Jalen Ramsey, then you don't have the draft picks and you also are paying that guy a ton. Right. If you hit in the draft, that's the best commodity in the NFL, especially mm-hmm. if it's a quarterback, because you're not paying those guys very much, relatively speaking. For the first five years. For the first four or five, five years. years. Yeah. You don't have any of that with the Rams, so it's a lot harder to manage a roster that way, because there is a salary cap.
2: Yeah, I was just going right? to say, yeah. Now so but you go all in. Yeah, they, they're, they're so, so close, close. They're all in. Kind of like, it's
1: like, we, we we're all in right now. We're all in, and, and maybe for both of these teams, you're going to have to go through a bad period for a year or two. Yeah, but boy, not. it
2: sure is fun It's right worth now. it. Yeah. It's worth it. No question, because you, there's a lot of teams that have high draft picks for many, many years, and yeah. they're still getting yeah. high draft yeah. picks, well, I mean, and that's an issue. Jacksonville will be picking first for the second year in a row, and you well, never I want to it. do that. I didn't want to bring up, uh, you know, yeah. You know, I that. think everybody knows. And, What's you know, Miami, on? well um, – was it Miami collecting all the draft picks yeah, from it, uh, the Houston, Texans? Yeah, yeah. but it, didn't, it hasn't really worked out. Yeah, you I got to hit on those picks. Yeah, and then you get rid of your head coach, so <laughs> now you're in good That's
1: shape. the other side of what I was just talking about. Sure. If you instead collect
2: draft picks, it seems it's awesome. It feels good. It mm-hmm. seems like a good strategy well, let's just say, But you got to hit on those let's picks. Let's just say the trophy of winning the draft is not as cool as the Super Bowl trophy. I'm just kind of putting it out there. That's like winning the free agency uh, right. Marathon or but sometimes one of them sprint. can lead to the other. That, well, that's the game plan. That's the end result. That's I don't think what you're hoping for.
1: As great as Bill Belichick is, I don't think that the Patriots win six Super Bowls in 20 years if they don't draft Tom Brady.
2: Well, they're, they hit. They hit. They hit. I mean, if you look at any team that's winning, look at their quarterback. quarterback yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, that being said, it's gonna, uh, Matthew Stafford's going to have to prove it. He did win uh, his playoff game. But there's opportunities there. I think for some picks. I I really believe if 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 the pressure's there, there, picks are coming. This game. The two you, you you made me think about the fact that
1: probably the two worst, and I'm not I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is bad or no. that he isn't going to be good, but probably if you're ranking all the quarterbacks that started the playoffs, the two worst were probably Roethlisberger, who's completely cooked, mm-hmm. and um, and probably Hurts, right? Yeah. And they they didn't even stand a shot. They got both got blown out. Yeah. But that makes me think about. I understand why a seventh playoff game was added. I didn't like it. I still don't like it. Right. It's money, obviously. Sure. N- everybody knows this. I heard some estimate that each of those extra games was like another hundred fifty million dollars. Right. Yes. So you can understand why they do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, the and fans like it. Well, on one hand, more football is good, right? Sure. And playoff long playoff weekends are fun. Um. But the 2-7, if if it was still six seeds, then the two seed would have had a bye and would now be going into the second round. Right. Instead, they don't get a bye. They have to play the seven, but they kill the seven easily. So the extra team that wasn't good enough in previous years to make the playoffs gets a game but gets killed. The team that would have had a bye has to play but easily makes it. Yeah. The end result is about the same, but you're making that two seed play a game. Sure. And then I heard somebody in Kansas City say they actually liked it that way because it kind of kept them going, they you know to play instead I, of taking I, the league off.
2: I I'm, I'm a big believer in so that. So Kansas
1: City wasn't going to lose that game to Pittsburgh unless like a meteor hit their sidebar sure. or something. So <laughs> um So that's the that's the plus side I guess if you feel that way that it kept them fresh and moving yeah. But on the downside, the Buccaneers wouldn't have an injured Tristan Wirfs and an injured Ryan Jensen if yeah. they didn't have to play last week.
2: Yeah, yeah, but that's the you know a play like that could happen and it, it could have happened in in the next game. But it can't happen when you're not playing. Well, that's true. That's I guess true. it could happen if you have rambunctious kids at home. M- could yeah. I don't um, think Tr- Tristan Wirfs has rambunctious. Inter- kids interesting at home. that all uh, the teams that won were home teams except Dallas. Yes. What a shame! It just heartbreaking. It doesn't it
1: doesn't break your heart? It
2: just heartbreaking. Yes. What What I loved was the camera shots of the fans, being you know crying and mm-hmm. just awe. And I think when they win, they can be pretty obnoxious. They are almost routinely obnoxious. Yeah, and so
1: I I could have watched those sideline shots of crying Cowboys fans on an endless loop for about two hours.
2: I know you might get. I know them, that's though. cruel, but no. Well and then if you put together that reel I'd watch sure. it. Sure. And then then Tony Romo, of course, former cowboy. Definitely became a cowboy during the end of that broadcast. <laughs> yeah. And then Troy Aikman, wishing he would have been at that broadcast. Oh. But he was doing our broadcast. <laughs> so hey, you know, being a cowboy f- fan is is hard right now.
1: I'd rather draw i if I were Aikman, I'd rather announce that game than what ours proved to be, because ours was yeah, well, he said <laughs> it.
2: He did say it. He came right out. They were talking about the game, and he said a lot of people would like to be broadcasting that. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, what he got with us
1: was not a very entertaining game.
2: No. It, I you, mean, but, for Bucks fans, it was. But were you surprised that it wasn't?
1: I thought it was going to be a tight game. I thought it was going to be. I f- I'm kind of ashamed to admit it now, but I... I went into that game thinking I think we're probably going to win, but I don't think it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. It was easy.
2: It was. It was they did it, handle it. They did easy. a nice job. So nothing really comes easy in the NFL, but mm-hmm. from a relative standpoint, that was. You know, and then everybody goes, "Oh, the Bucks would rather face the Cardinals." Just, you know, it, when you get into the playoff, you know, you're whittling down you to you the, good, the teams. good teams. These yeah. are the good teams right now. But it, go Good. I was just going to say, if you weren't good, you you're not here. You and I obviously enjoyed lapping
1: up the Cowboys tears, but. Let's take our fandom out of it for a second and say, would you rather be playing the Cowboys this week than the Rams? Which one of those teams would you rather be playing right now? Well, I think on paper I'd rather be playing the Cowboys. I would, too, because their offense has been sputtering. Mm -hmm. Their defense is good, but it's also a lot of um, risk-reward. They give up a lot of big plays. They get a lot of turnovers. Like the the corner... uh, Steph, not Stephon Diggs, Diggs Trevon Diggs, mm-hmm. who was Stephon Diggs' brother, I believe. He, like, led the league with 11 interceptions, but also gave up a lot of big plays. Sure. And when you're facing
2: a quarterback like, like Tom Brady, mm-hmm. I trust him yeah. to
1: take advantage of that.
2: They uh, The Cowboys had an interesting record because if you look at the teams, you know, they swept their whole uh, NFC East. Or they, they, they took everybody. They beat
1: Philly both times? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, they had six wins out of there. I
1: mean, I, I figure they beat Washington, um, and the Giants.
2: But all of that being said... I, I wasn't surprised that the 49ers beat them. Oh, I wasn't either. Yeah, you know, But, but you know.
0: I guess that's my it's, point.
2: Yeah. If, I, if Dallas had looked terrible but somehow
1: eked out a win there at the end.
2: Where they almost did. Which
1: they almost did. Then I'm, I think I might feel better about playing them because the Rams look really good. Yeah. They look good, man. And mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball, yeah, I think they would be a tougher draw. And then. The second half of it is, we're sitting here going, if we can win our game and somebody beats the Packers, we get the NFC Championship game at home, right? Who would you think is more likely to beat Green Bay in Green Bay, the Rams or the Niners? That's a tougher one. I'm not sure.
2: Uh, Yeah. Because
1: if – Dallas had won, then the Rams would be going to Green Bay. I do like I do like the 49ers' chance,
2: though. Well, they've done well
1: against the Packers in recent years. Yeah, well, they've done well the last few games. Yeah, I mean, they're they, on they, the they, rise. They,
2: they beat they beat the Rams to get to where they are at yeah, the very end. That's right. So and they can run like crazy. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good in a cold, a cold game. thing. And of course, on selfish reasons, that you and I stay home in a nice semi warm Florida presuming for the championship win. game if presuming we win if, if we win and if the packers lose and if we that would be win, awesome. if we win and the packers win we're in green bay yes, which would be interesting in I itself. saw my
1: plane arrangements today it's not it's not awesome
2: um the fact that you got a seat is amazing <laughs> I've been dealing with that for two days, <laughs> and uh, well, the one from Appleton back to Chicago is like a puddle jumper. Yeah, it's like t- thirteen rows. The good well, see, I have a three-hour layover in Chicago, uh. so you, what, I know what your flight is. You're you're, you're in good shape. It's okay. not bad at all. And the most I, have, I think I got like a two
1: and a half hour layover in Atlanta on the way up.
2: You do, but you're in. You get in there early.
1: Wonder if Alex can come to the airport and hang out with
2: me. Maybe yes. Um, you have
1: to go back up through security. Yeah,
2: one of the, But it's worth it to see your son.
1: I suppose. What um,
2: but, yeah, I mean, it's a tiny airport, and it's hard to get in and out of both places. But at least coming home, it's easy. You're going to be home by 3 o'clock, so that's a good yeah, That's a work day. Two, well, if you, you, you land oh. at
1: 2.30. Of course, when I think about it now, that's a work day, but it's the beginning of an off week. Because if you won that game, you're in sure. the Super Bowl, and it's two weeks to the next game. Right. So that first Monday isn't as bad as no. most Mondays
2: are. Right. And by bad, I mean a lot of work to do. Yeah. Okay. Right.
1: All right. I feel so. Better those now. are good Thank things.
2: You. Yeah. I feel better now. I know. We were listen. We're lucky to find flights. Period. <laughs>
1: I know. I saw. I I've heard that a lot of us are on different flights, and it's kind of everybody's spreading well, this, out. This is how
2: bad it is. Punching in on one airline, getting the flights, and the last punch in, it jumped six hundred dollars. In the time it took to start the new thing. Oh, my. Because the airline saw, oh, we're selling out a lot of tickets. And they raised and the price. Right? Right, like that. Crazy.
1: Wow. I know. It's great you know, we talked about the Dallas thing, but we really didn't get into the craziness at the end.
2: Um, that, to me, just. Uh, I mean, I, I personally don't understand running up the middle. Well. That, I mean, I get what they're trying to do for the Hail Mary, but still. Yeah. Well, they were trying to get closer. He said, would you rather throw a Hail Mary? But, but before we go into that, I, I, I think how they were trying to figure out whether it was a first down or not got kind of queer, queer, crazy. On that play? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, San Francisco had the ball. They didn't make the first down. Then they had to, you know, they were like, "Oh, well, we have to replay. We have to figure out how to. How do you know where to spot the ball? Yeah. How do you know where to spot it's the ball? Tough, yeah. Okay." And then they get all of that, and then the Forty ers get a penalty. Oh yeah, it's, that's right. It's like you didn't wait for him to set the the, yeah, 49ers, all of the All of that other stuff would not have happened. It would not. You we there none of it. it game would have been over. Yeah.
1: 49ers dominated most of that game and then almost threw away with some dumb stuff. Yes. Fortunately for them, the Cowboys were dumber.
2: Well, that... Uh, The fake punt. Uh,
1: Yeah. So they run a fake punt successfully with former Buck Brian Anger throwing the pass. And and then they leave the punt team on the field for first down Mm -hmm. and just kind of line up but don't ever do anything. And what happened was they wanted to run a play without the other team being able to substitute. So if they don't substitute, then the other team doesn't get to substitute.
0: Mhm.
1: Or doesn't get isn't allotted time to substitute. Right. But since somebody on the sideline tried to run onto the field, the ref said, "Okay, that was an attempt to at substitute, so now we have to stop it, stop you from snapping and uh-huh. let them give them time to sub." <laughs> so they got their defense on the field, it was no problem. And now Dallas is standing there going uh uh, we run out of time. Run the run the offense out there, and it's too much time, and they get the penalty. Yeah, it's, it's ludicrous that you. That, that's just such. I get their strategy, but the whole point was apparently afterwards to try to get San Fran to blow a timeout. Sure. In order to get their defense on the field, San Fran didn't even need to blow a timeout. The, the timeouts were meaningless at that point. It's just. It's like. Yeah, <laughs> there is a lot of craziness. So the idea, as McCarthy, Mike McCarthy would put it, on the run call is, yeah, everybody's saying you could take two cracks at throwing the ball in the end zone. It's basically, you could try two Hail Marys. Uh He says, would you rather do that, or would you rather get 25 yards out and run four verts? So you're running four different guys, and it's close enough that the quarterback can doesn't have to scramble all around. Yeah. Doesn't have to bomb it out. He can actually try to make a specific pass to his. Yeah. You got a good guy. shot at twenty. You don't a have a good pass. shot at it at
2: all. Well. But you got better than that. Better
1: than a hail mary, yeah. probably right. But the problem is, you got no timeouts, Mm-mm. and you're like they said. We run it with 16 seconds to go. Sure. In practice, right. and we get it off every time. The difference is in practice, there's not
2: a ref. Right, and you're handing the ball to the center to snap it again, where yeah. you can't do that. You have to, yeah, an official has to touch it.
1: I can't believe they were lined up thinking that they could just spot the ball wherever they wanted yeah. to, yeah,
2: and then go, and then go. Right. I mean, obviously the official has to spot it. And I hadn't
1: thought about that before, but it's obvious.
2: And then everybody was mad because the official ran into trying to get around. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's in the way. He's trying to get it there, and then and then what I loved about it is he grabbed the ball and he moved it back, moved and it because yeah, that's because where he thought the yeah, spot was. Yeah. That's why you don't let a team do its own spot. <laughs> yes.
1: So he. Yeah, the. But then, and then that also, they're like, "Well, that guy, that ref should have started running up there faster." Right. You know, it, the play started, and he didn't know Dak was suddenly going to take off running. Right. Dax and Dak's a professional athlete who's
2: a lot younger than this guy is. Yeah, poor guy, sixty-some years old, I running mean, down the field he, doing his job. They ca-
1: you can't practice this on the practice field without the ref part of it and mm. then just assume the ref part of it is going to go perfect for you.
2: Well, then if, it, you know, take the ref out of everything and just perhaps if you don't run for 14 seconds. Yeah, that, well, you that,
1: Dak did say he probably should have cut it off a little yeah.
2: sooner. Yeah, so, I mean, you picked up three yards, but it cost you that. But the, the other side, when you get down to it, you can you can, you can can say, oh, that was that. You had 59 other minutes to do a lot more than what you did. In that game of course yeah that's, so that that's I'm sure the kinda, coaches probably even said that yeah I mean that's that, that didn't win or lose the game but it right. was it's what you're going to remember from the game though right and it it's just like geez can it just not you know why is it that games are always so crazy like the Cincinnati game it was he out of bounds was the whistle blown we didn't hear good. a whistle that was pretty good and and then the other thing about the Cincinnati play game is where burrow is running off to the sideline it looks like he's gonna get he's gonna step out, but he throws the ball. Yeah, in that's mid-air. the same
1: thing. Or that's the same play.
2: Right, but what I'm saying is, if a defender blows him up, that's a penalty. Yeah, but so, so that's you know the defender can't touch him, so he's going to assume he's going out of bounds. You see what I'm saying? I think that's more the case
1: when a guy's running, like he's already crossed the line of scrimmage. And he's running, and he starts towards the sideline, and then doesn't go out of bounds immediately. But so in this case, they were still in the backfield.
2: So, yeah. If you're, so if you're so if you're behind the line of scrimmage and near the sideline, you can you still can get, get a late hit. I get that. Yeah.
1: But the defender also has reason to believe that Burles is still going to try to throw the ball. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he got that ball while twisting out of bounds
2: off is Was incredible. Amazing, yeah. And then supposedly the defender stopped running because he heard the you, he heard the whistle.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, you watch that replay and the whistle blows when the ball's like two two yards from his hands. Mm-hmm. And that defender may have pulled up at the whistle, but sure. he was already beaten. Yeah, So it's a tough call because taking it away when it clearly, at least in my opinion, clearly was going to be a touchdown whether that whistle blows or not. Mm-hmm. Taking it away because some ref screwed up doesn't seem fair to Cincinnati. Right. But the rules are, if there's an inadvertent whistle during the play, you have to run it over. Sure. So it really, in reality, wasn't fair to the Raiders that they didn't make them run the play over. Right.
2: And then the officials gathered up together and said, yeah, that doesn't matter. We're good they said, yeah, death. the whistle came after the play. Yeah.
1: We have, so, so we have
2: eyes and ears, guys. Yeah, but but that's my only thing is that how does it – it's crazy that the games – you you. get you, that's what's so fascinating about this game. You can't write – the yeah. weirdness that's going right. to happen. Yeah. yeah
1: they, there was a lot of weirdness. Yeah. Including Josh Allen and the Bills having the best offensive game in the history of the NFL. That's crazy. Seven straight. Seven out of seven. They, they kneeled down at the end of the first and half and the end of the game. But yeah. otherwise, they scored a touchdown on every drive. So, it's the first time. Everybody's – Yeah. I get no credit for throwing this out there because everybody's already done it. But it's the first time a team has ever gone through an entire game without a punt, a field goal attempt, or a turnover.
2: It, I mean, I, it, I just hope they didn't play their perfect game already.
1: Well, they're not going to do that again.
2: No. But, but it sure makes Bills Kansas City look exciting. Oh, very exciting.
1: Very There's some great matchups this weekend because I think San Fran has got a shot in Green Bay. I, I, well,
2: I think, yeah. The, and Bills Kansas City is awesome. Yeah. There is not one game this week that's easy. Yeah. I like Cincy Tennessee, too, because Cincy's fun right now. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee can't Nobody play Nobody really well. believes in Tennessee, even though they're the number one seed. I know. But I think it's. But they get Derrick Henry back. Yeah. You know, or if they get Derrick Henry back, oh. Uh. But it's also because it's Tennessee, and they're just they're a medium market. They don't get all the pub the publicity that the publicity, of, the publicity <laughs> that other teams do. So, you know. But I think there's going to be some good games all the way across, and what I'm most excited about is that Sunday 3 o'clock game because we're in it, (laughs) and it's 3 (laughs) o'clock,
0: not 6.30. Yeah,
2: I'm glad it's not 6.30. And it's not not Saturday night, so. I hope I have a whole lot of work to do after that game. Sure.
1: You know, we only had what what I qualify as big plays are runs of 10 or more yards or completions of 20 or more yards, Mm. and we usually have a lot of those. Right. We only had three in that entire game against Philly and still had, what, 400 yards, mm-hmm. 370 yards, something like that, and 31 points. It's just getting it done however you have to get it done. That's. They had seven plays, big plays by seven different players, which is really interesting about that team.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to be good or not. I don't know if he has a ceiling as a passer and, therefore, as an offensive leader. But if he does, they could be pretty interesting because they sure. got so many different contributors on
2: that. They team. do well. That's
1: and they're mostly young and under contract. Yeah, and they got a good head coach. I think he's going to do well. We'll see. I mean, he definitely did the right thing this year by. Switching things up and going with his team's strengths.
2: Well, that's why I think he's a good head coach because he realized what he had going didn't work, and so he made adjustments for what. I'll give him credit for that.
1: I definitely give him credit for that. And I don't think it proves yet that he's a good coach. No. it's a good
2: start. Yeah, but we've seen where oh we're yeah. gonna fit that round right. peg in that square hole no matter what. It's so. like
1: what Baltimore did with Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson.
0: Yep.
2: So. A lot of uh, – uh, it's kind of fun this week with the Rams coming back. You know, Raheem Morris, former Tampa yeah. Bay Buccaneer head coach, uh, yeah. defensive coordinator for them, got them playing well. Yeah. So, um, it's uh, – I don't know. It's it, it, it's a game that's scary, but I'm very excited for it. It should be fun. I think a absolute huge key for the Bucks is going to be starting fast. Mm. Well, um,
1: that's the key all the time, isn't well, it? Well, like th- we've had some games this year where we've overcome – Slow starts, the most recent one being the Jets. Hmm. Uh, But that was the Jets and not the Rams, you know. And I know Bruce Arian said the other day, "Yeah, a, st- a fast start is nice; it's a luxury, but I'd rather finish strong." Which yeah, is uh, fine, sure. But we kind of did finish strong against the Rams in Week Three, mm-hmm. but the slow
2: start put us just too far behind. Yeah, I was, you know, I went back and looked at that oh game. I was we had over 400 yards, 446 yeah. yards, I And I don't remember it being uh, to me. It just like, oh my gosh, how well, are we losing? When you when you see a game like this Philly game, like
1: one thing that's I find. I always find it irritating at the time, even though it doesn't really matter that much in the end, is uh, when you're watching a game where your team is destroying the other team right? and you start thinking, wow, this could be our first shutout since whenever. We we might hold them under 200 yards. And then because you're kind of laying back and you don't want to show a lot of things on film on defense that you don't have to, You want to make them take their time to go down the field. They end up, in this case, like getting two touchdown drives, and 31-0 would have been a lot more fun than 31-15.
2: Yeah, I was disappointed that they scored.
1: And they ended up getting like 335 yards or something. It's just not indicative of what actually happened. We dominated them for three. Our defense dominated for three quarters.
2: Yeah.
0: No.
1: So I always find that irritating. But you can apply it the other way, too, because I imagine the Rams probably took that defensive approach in the second half when they were up by like three touchdowns. And so the final score of 34-24 was a mercy. It looked a little better than it actually was. We scored right at the end on yeah. the Geo catch, Sure. on which he got hurt, I believe.
2: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. It th- That game just didn't just didn't seem like a Buccaneer game. But, you know, a lot of people went out. You know, uh, Gronk got hurt in that game. Um, I think Geo. Geo. And Dean didn't. Uh, yeah. He, he went out, out real quick. So, um, but... Yeah, you, know, you got to play
1: with who you got. But the, where, that's where I was starting with was, I think, what happened in that game. So, the first three, we did not score in the first quarter. Mm-mm. And the first three drives all ended pretty quickly, and all of them were on third downs needing six or fewer yards. Right. And you usually, with the – our yeah. offense usually can converts. You, you feel pretty good about being able to convert yeah. third and six. Or get close third enough. Third and five, yeah. third and
2: one. Close enough to maybe make a decision. Depending on where you are on the yeah, field. Yeah, where you want to go. And we just down. didn't
1: – we didn't re- – we didn't convert any of those, mm-hmm. and so we just were off the field too fast, and, and we eventually got it going, but that slow start put us in too big of a hole. So that's what I'm saying. High leverage situations early in the game like third downs. Yep. We need to do well on those.
2: And I will say that that stadium is the, was so loud, and I'm, you know,
1: well, we had three music, false
2: starts. Yeah, music-wise and fan-wise, it okay. was very, and very That'll violent. be
1: to our advantage this time. Th- and that's where I went with it. We that. had six offensive penalties, five in the first half in that game, and mm. three of them were false starts. Yeah. So you got to eliminate those. you got to do a little better on third downs. You've got to have good third downs by not having false starts. you got third and five instead of third and 15. You know? Right. And you got, we didn't really turn the ball over in that game, so that's not something
2: that has to be fixed. No.
1: So, I yeah, you got to play it, your it'll game. be a
2: good game if we start fast, if we yeah. don't, I think it could be a problem mm-hmm. and, uh, I think we're favorites only because we're playing at home, well, yeah, because i don't I always wonder if
1: people think I'm lying about this, but I don't know much about sports gambling, mm-hmm. and i've always heard that. You get three points you do. for being the home team, you so do. we're three-point favorites,
2: right? Yeah, that basically means people we, think it's a toss-up. We, we could be three and a half, so okay. But the line moves yeah. up and down, right? Depending yeah. on voting, depends on, and that's how the line moves. I mean, people Vegas, vote on one side or the yeah, other. Yeah, they set the line, then people vote, and then the line they moves move because it. Yeah. yeah. Not but that but I gamble, be, I, I've read about
1: this. I, stuff. I yeah, I really am serious that I don't ever sports gamble, yeah. and I don't know much about it. No. Like, I don't even know what a parlay is. I
2: am. Um, mm. Okay.
1: Uh, I hear people say a two-team parlay. I mm-hmm. think maybe you can, like, you could take the two lines. Like, I'll pick this game, they're favored by seven, and this one, they're favored by five. Right. So you got a total of 12 points that you can play with, and you can make this team, like, a nine-point favorite. In this yeah, team. I think that's what a parlay I, is. Yeah, That sounds kind of fun, to be honest with you, but I don't, I I don't know like to I gamble know my money. I know
2: a little bit about when... when um, well, it'd be horse racing and and dog racing, you know, great, quinellas and trifectas and boxing. I, I understand those things, I don't, but, but yeah. yeah. Since I'm not allowed to do it uh, because of who we work for, right. uh, I don't bother to learn. I don't
1: either, and I don't. I wouldn't even want to go down that road. Yeah,
2: it'd be great. It's, to it's interesting though how it, you know as uh, the NFL has embraced sports betting and it's interesting that there are shows totally now on on it betting yeah Yeah. on the nfl network on espn right. on nbc cbs all of them there's there's podcasts just about betting mm-hmm. and how to do it mm-hmm. better i haven't listened to any of those
1: yep. but I, I do listen to this one fantasy football podcast and the guys are often talking about lines of different prop bets they can yep. make um i not what a prop bet is what's that that's when you're bet. I think that's probably short for proposition. And it's not like I'm betting who's going to win this game. It'll be something like, I'm betting that Josh Allen will have more than 220 yards. They'll put a bunch of prop bets out there. So mm. I guess the
2: kind of like the books like, will choose things. Kind of like it uh, for the Super Bowl. You can actually bet on the like, over under and how long the national right, anthem will be. Right.
1: Right. 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 Yeah. Or
2: who will score first? Sure.
1: All kinds of different things.
2: All right, Jeff. I'm pretty good.
1: You good here? Yeah, I am. You I want to bet? Like I said so I at had the to top, drink of water. There. Oh, I'm sorry. Ill-timed
2: question. That's all right. I wasn't looking. I was looking down at my paper to see if all there's right. anything I missed. I think we're pretty good. I think we did. I think we covered. Uh, we covered our game. We covered the league. We covered uh, the Rams coming to town.
1: So and, now we're going to come. And weather
2: it's going to be it, it's going to be nice. Oh, I mean, okay. I'm, I mean, I, I think it's going to be sixty high sixties, right? I think so. It' um, little chilly in the morning. I think it's going to. be. I'm, I'm popping this up right now because I kind of keep an eye on this stuff. Uh, right now, uh, a low of 38 and a high of 61 under sunny skies with only an 8% chance of rain.
1: A high of 61?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's not a problem for the football players because they'll heat up no. real quick. Oh, but yeah, that's yeah. a little chilly. Well, yeah. And, it, it, you know, starting the morning off, it, you know, at 38. Might be frost on my car. Oh, how about that, huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah, now, will you bring a winter coat if it's I 38? forgot to
1: bring, well, it won't be 38.
2: Well, so. If no, I'll have a
1: light. I'll have a light pull
2: over. Okay jacket because you know like when i I don't have a heavy jacket like when i lived up north where where it was cold it was 38 degrees you'd grab your winter jacket and you wouldn't think anything of it but here it's like it's 38 you don't grab your winter coat because you know it's going to heat up i guess i don't know why that is i don't grab my winter coat because i don't have one yeah yeah when we
1: go somewhere the rare occasions when we go somewhere what are you going to do
2: what are you going to do if we have to go to green bay yes i'm going to stay inside the whole time
1: as much as possible. I'll,
2: I'll bring a long sleeve shirt and Actu- a light
1: jacket. That'll be Actually,
2: fine. it won't be bad because they're, they're having a warming trend. Oh, okay. A high of 27 That's and a It's a problem I hope I'm dealing with. Yeah, a high mm-hmm. of 27 and a low of 15. All
1: yeah. right, so we don't have to take a break, so you want to go straight to the questions? We can.
2: Or yeah, it yeah, makes it easy for me, yes. Let's okay. do that.
1: All right, here's the first one. And this guy... Isn't quite to the to the to the level yet of our, our friend uh, in Brazil, Alexander Nascimento, uh-huh. who we will hear from here today. Okay. But this is three weeks in a row, and um, I'm appreciating it. Remember the the guy in Texas who has the son Anakin? Yeah. Edgar Castillo. Sure. So, I'm not saying that we're going to have guys that we read questions from every week, but I, I appreciate that he's.
2: You take the effort. We're going to the take connection the here. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. So, hello there, dogs. Hope all is well. So, it was really great seeing most of our starting defense out there last Sunday.
2: Yeah. That's true. I'm with you.
1: And fingers crossed, hopefully we get Sean Murphy bunting back this week. By mm-hmm. the way, he improved from did not practice on Wednesday to limited today. So, okay. he's the only guy that actually improved on the injury report.
2: Well, that's good. It's good. That's good that he improved, not that's good that he's yeah. the only one. He
1: still didn't have Ryan Jensen,
2: Tristan yeah. Wors. I don't think you're going to see those Ronald guys. Jones you're not going to see Grayson. they Grayson. I don't. They need the rest.
1: Yeah, but... They'll mean. be resting for like six months if they don't play. Well,
2: I I'm Possibly. hoping I'm hoping the reason why they're resting is so they will be able to play on Sunday and they're not the following Sunday. Oh, you mean you don't need them to practice? Correct. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. I'm sorry.
1: It, and the, that they can play
2: this week. Yeah. Uh, I don't
1: know, man. One week is awfully. I know. Quick to come back from a sprained ankle that was that was significant enough to have him in a boot on Monday. I know. It's it, it's
2: scary. Okay, Especially so, after he made All-Pro and everything and just doing so well. I, I mean, I think boom. it's fairly obvious that Tom Brady would be the worst player to lose on your offense. Yeah.
1: Right? Because <laughs> he's Tom Brady. If you're going to pick your druthers, yes. And after that, is it Tristan? I mean, maybe Mike Evans well, because we're so slim on receivers
2: now. Right. But Tristan, because who he protects, he's just so good. And yeah, and what he what he brings. He's to the, the only table. first team APL pro on yeah. our team. Y- so. y- you're not rep- you're not getting another Tristan in there, but you're trying to get the Josh job Josh Wells done. did pretty good, but he you did. know he's banged up too. Sure. Okay, so going on here with the question, okay. it was
1: really awesome to see Devin White playing again, yeah. playing again like the playmaker we all know he can yeah. be. Right. Don't get me wrong, he's a hell of a player as it is, but it seems like he thrives more when Shaq, JPP, and David are on the field at the same time. Which I agree with, especially yeah, no, Levante.
2: Yeah, I agree 100%. I think Devin is much better when Levante's out there mm-hmm. with him. And he did have a good game. He had three but, quarterback hits. But the whole defense is better when they're all of course, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I know what he's saying. I I, I think that uh, it it seems that when Devin has help, he plays much, much better. Yeah. He I, plays like the player you think he is. And then there's the thought that
1: I think if Coach Arians might have said that
2: when those guys are out, he feels like he has to do win the game by
1: himself. Yeah, and, and so he's trying to do too, too much. much. Yeah, Not much of a question this week. I just wanted to give Kevin Minter his props. It's been very well known that the Bucks have been struck with the injury bug this year, like a lot of teams have. Yeah. But Kevin Minter has been great this year when having to fill in for David and White. And we all know those are not easy shoes to fill. Thanks again for your time. Edward Castilla from Harlingen, Texas. So, um...
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, good good point. What I like, too, is I, I guess maybe enough props aren't given to, you know, everyone looks at the stars, but, you know, the guys that are, are substituting and coming in when somebody goes down next man up, I think the front office has done a really great job of being able to find some guys that you can actually plug in and still continue to play well. It's the story of the season. Yeah, it, it truly just is. Simply is. It's different. Last season was you made Nobody's it without. Right. Yeah, and this year you you ton of them, but you still are finding pieces to plug in and make it go. It's funny because it just shows you that it's the best laid plans thing, right? Yeah, uh,
1: the best laid plans to buy some Man off yeah. the go astray. Yeah that the big story of the offseason was, wow, they kept all the team, all, the, the yeah. whole team together. Sure. Literally just about the they whole did. team together.
2: But that's not really how it's worked out. No, because they haven't played together because of injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Antonio Brown's gone. Mm-hmm. Chris Govins on IR. A mm-hmm. bunch of other guys hurt.
2: But you hear you're still battling. So yeah. guys like Kevin. Ca-
1: guys like Kevin is what gets it done
2: for you. That's right. it.
1: Okay. Right. And you know what could be the next one is John Brown. Yeah. We just signed him last week. He's on the practice squad. Yeah. He might be playing on Sunday. Could be. Because Brashad Perryman and Cyril Grayson. And that's the
2: running back that was with Arizona and been with the wide, wide receiver. I'm sorry, that's been with um,
1: Bruce. He was with Bruce, Bruce for four years. So he
2: understands the um, the offense.
1: Okay. Thank you. You're right. There was no question there, so there's not much to add. All right. This is from uh, Travis in Orlando. Okay. Hey, guys, just a real quick question for you. I could probably look this up myself, but I don't feel like it. <laughs> So I'd rather make you do the work. Sign me. I'd rather make you do it. Well, <laughs> yeah. at least he's honest, right? I like it. Besides, I might hear my name said in the podcast this
2: way. Well. Oh. <laughs> Which it,
1: went to, it happened. So here it is. All right. We all know the Bucks were the first team to win a Super Bowl at home last year, but have they ever played in the NFC Championship game at home? Yes. I don't know my Bucks history earlier than the first Super Bowl. If
2: San Fran wins and the Bucks win, that would happen. More history? Yes. 1979. They played against the Rams Mm -hmm. here. It was nine to nothing. Was the score? Rams. Rams Rams won. They at that time they were the uh, L.A. Rams. How about that? As they are now. As they are now. Which is interesting because the because the week prior the Eagles came in town. Yeah, and we beat them. Yes, that was the first playoff game in team history. Yeah,
1: twenty four to seventeen. I think Ricky Ricky Bell ran for like one hundred forty two yards.
2: Yeah, and that uh, and then but that. Rams game, I mean, it was nine to nothing, and I actually think a, a touchdown got called back. But I, oh, yeah. but I, I, you know, it's and then I think the
1: Bucks played the Rams early in 1980 and beat them ten to nine. Mm-hmm. So it was like both games they sure. allowed nine points, but they won one yeah. and
2: lost one. Yeah, and then look at the uh, 1999 score of the Rams, eleven to six. Yeah, <laughs> so but that was in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, so which is unfortunately the Buccaneers have not had a lot of luck against the Rams. We're 0-2 in the playoffs. Yeah.
1: yeah. And lately, it hasn't been great either, other no. than that big 55-40 game in two thousand nineteen.
2: Uh, yeah. It was the first year that Sue was with us, because he left okay, the Rams. Okay, 19, because it had been yeah. here three years. No. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, because we were traveling then. I mean, that was before the pandemic. So, yes, you're correct, 2019. Chris Guywin and
1: Mike Evans both had huge games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaq
2: Barrett had a pick. And that was at the Coliseum. He played yeah, at the that's Coliseum. Right, that's right. Okay.
1: All right. So, yeah, we've done it. It was in 79. Otherwise, the other two were on the road. Philadelphia in 02 Mm -hmm. and Green Bay last year. Mm -hmm. So, uh, hey, I'll take it anywhere if we can make it to that game.
2: Just got to be in it and play. I'm with you. Ahoy,
1: salty ones. Hope this finds you both well. This is Alexander. Okay. Great to see our loud crowd. Oh, by the way, when Casey and I were doing our um, Facebook live show, Uh our Bucks Insider live, on uh, Wednesday morning.
2: We had a question from another person in Brazil.
1: Really? We got at least two people in Brazil Brazil, that are big Bucks fans. We're
2: making headway. We doubled our listening audience in Brazil. This
1: wasn't wasn't for us. It was for, I have no idea if that person uh, also listens to the podcast. In one way or another, we know we have at least two big Bucks fans in Brazil. Somewhere. Go ahead. Great to see our loud crowd in a playoff game. It is an amazing thing to see. Mm -hmm. And even better that we can do it again this Sunday. Incredible times we are living in as Bucks fans. One thing I noted, by the way, when I was doing your your radio interview with uh, Ronnie and and uh, John, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> one thing that's become a tradition at our Bucks games, which is awesome, is the red and white flags uh-huh. that are, are put alternating red and white in every seat in the stadium. Yeah. Before people arrive, and that's like the game day giveaway, and then everybody can be, sw- you know, with w- the flags. Like their this. flags, yeah. And I've seen us uh, through the years some really great images and video of that and it, it looks really cool it does well i think they might have put those flags in the seats on like um
2: friday, friday night they right? did
1: and it takes a long time and a lot of people
2: yeah that's a lot did of seats Yeah, uh-huh.
1: so you know how the weather was bad i do very windy <laughs> so these guys these people or i don't know exactly who who work for us had to go there at six in the morning and put all those flags back in
2: their spots yeah
1: for hours yeah
2: that's the event staff those poor people. I know. Give them props, right? I know. Seriously, because what they do is they put them in the cup holder. As up, yep. but in the upper level, what they did is they actually put them on the side. So if the wind blew, okay. it, like over the seat on the upper yeah, level, yeah.
1: right? Because but, they blew, they'd blow right out of those cup uh, holders. Yeah. And that's why it didn't look, before the fans were let in, it didn't look like there were
2: flags up there. But there were. But there were. Because I did say that. I went, how did it wipe out the whole upper level? So I did some investigating and found out that they they had thought ahead. How about that? Who
1: who knew? Or they adjusted (laughs) after the first round.
2: They were all blown away. All
1: right. I'm still reading this question. We've been sidetracked like three times. I'm sorry. Reading about Mike Evans' new offensive playoff records, and by the way, he spells Mike the way Mike's little logo is with the I, 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 the ones and I, and the threes and E. Okay. uh, Receptions in game and TDs overall, I was wondering if we have a chance to break any defensive postseason records, such as uh, interceptions, SMB B.S. three, Mike Edwards and Devin White have two, or any of the other that come to your minds. Since you did, thanks for reading, Alexander Nassimato.
2: Well... That's that's on you. I don't know.
1: I brought the media guide here, so I got the career playoff leaders. Uh, indeed, Sean Murphy Bunting is tied for the all time lead with three picks. Nice. Can you name any of the others? There's three other guys that have done that. Mm. Three three postseason interceptions for the Buccaneers. Ronnie Barber. Amazingly not. Really. And I can remember his two, and I would have thought there was another one there. Somewhere. John Lynch.
2: No. Donnie Abraham. Donnie Abraham is one of them. Yes. The other two, all you got to do is think about the Super Bowl. Just think about the oh uh, Derek Brooks and nope uh, really Dexter Derek Jackson. Had two.
1: Dexter Jackson has three and Dwight Smith. Oh,
2: has three. I, I was just going to yeah. yep.
0: Dwight yeah, I knew Smith
1: get that. Uh, Sean uh, famously did one in three games in a row, which was a, a new Buck record. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if Sean could get a pick, he'd have the all-time career record. Or wow. if Mike could get two, he'd yeah. have it. Jeez, um, and it's doable. Devin White also has two. Yeah, so he could do it. Very doable. Sacks, let me see here. Oh, I don't have a list of that. Yeah. Yeah, Shoot. But still. Wow. Uh, Most sacks in a game, uh, three, by Shaq and Warren Sapp. Remember the Warren Sapp versus Brett Favre game in Green Bay?
2: Yeah, that was a fun game.
1: Uh, Most tackles in a game is 15 by Devin White last year. So that's doable. Doable, yeah. I don't have, I thought I had listed here, but it doesn't look like I do have careers for sacks and interceptions. I mean, sacks and tackles.
2: Mm Mm-hmm so that's
1: a little bit tough. But the interceptions one is right there, so we kind of answered that question. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last one. All right. Salutations, canines of the sea. I've got one for you. What? Dogs, salty dogs, canines. (laughs) I got that of the sea. Of the sea? Well, Well, it's
2: like... Very well done.
1: Chicken of the sea? Yeah,
2: very well done. I
1: love it. I've got one for you if you're up for it. I heard last week that we've now played the Eagles five times in the playoffs... That's true. Yeah. The most for the Bucks against any team. Actually, that's five out of 20 total playoff games in team history. So one-fourth of all of our playoff games have been against Philadelphia. Wow. And we're three and two against them now at this point. I'm wondering what the most common playoff matchup of all time is. Which two teams have the longest postseason history together? I know there used to be a lot of Niners-Cowboys games, and there was this year too. Sure. Is it them, or is it some franchises that have been around forever like the Packers and Bears? Thanks in advance if you give my question a try. Love the podcast. I hope you have to keep doing it for about three more weeks. And this is <laughs> his name's Scott. He goes, Scott, no relation. I see. <laughs> <laughs> He's
2: very... He's <laughs> funny.
1: He's very good. I hope you get more emails. I do.
2: Yes, you're very good.
1: So I had a moment to look it up. It wasn't very difficult to look it up. Yeah. Um, there is actually a Wikipedia page, and so you have to trust Wikipedia, sure. but I, they're probably fine. Close enough. That shows each team and their number of playoff games against every other team. The most common, he
2: kind of had some good ideas here. I, 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 you you want to of, guess? Off the top of my head, the most common, I, I I I don't know why, but I just think it's the Cowboys and the 49ers. Well, which is one of his suggestions. Yeah. Not quite. They've had eight, which is not the record. Wow. And that
1: does include the one that just happened.
2: Well, it's got to incl- it's got to be with the Buffalo Bills. No, 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 they're not in any.
1: There are I found but
2: they went to the Super Bowl four straight years in a row. Yeah, But two were
1: against Dallas, one was against Washington, one was against the Giants. Well, that's true. And then otherwise they were playing AFC teams to get there. Yeah, right. it's never going to be an AFC team versus an NFC team.
2: Mm-hmm. Getting to me.
1: And since the NFC has been around a lot longer, most of these are NFC. NFC. There are two series that have been that have been played nine times. And one, two, three, four, five, six have been played eight. You just named one of those. And most of them are combinations of the same, like, four or five teams. Sure. All right. So, the number one is tied between Cowboys-Rams, which has been played nine times. Really? Yeah, and you, know, you go back a I long I guess way. you're going way, way, back. Remember, Rams yeah, used to be yeah. really good for a long time. Yeah. And so, in the 70s, the Cowboys and Rams were good mm. a lot,
2: right? Mm-hmm.
1: Packers-49ers is the other one. And that... That's not true yet, but they're go- about to play for the ninth time. Yeah. Wow. It already had that on the list because I was about to say, oh, they're about to have their tenth, and I noticed they were already counting this one. Oh. So it's going to be, they're going to tie the record with okay. that game. And then others that have been done eight times include, you said Cowboys 49ers, yeah. also Cowboys Packers, Giants Packers, Bears Giants, Giants 49ers. So it's all the same team. Sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then
1: good. the one that's in the AFC is Broncos Steelers eight times.
2: Wow. Like it? That's
1: that cool. wasn't really very hard to look up, Scott. By no. the way, Scott, no relation. Yeah.
2: So Scott, work on it. Make sure he. I don't actually. Time.
1: I, I'm, I'm not because I'd rather they send us the question Yeah, <laughs> it gives us something
2: to talk about. <laughs> if he looks it up for
1: himself, we never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. If you look I didn't know the answer
2: to this until I had to look it up. I like it. That keeps you on your toes. That's all I got, Jeff. He is it? That's all you got? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I guess nothing else.
1: No, do your nope. beef thing. All
2: right. Want to say, uh, hey, thanks, Beef. So if you turned into this podcast, you found a couple of classics, and we're not talking about Scott and myself. We're talking about wings, nachos, Angus burgers, beer. You can put them all together, and you get Beef O'Brady's. And if you're hungry for tailgating greatness, and I know you will be this Sunday, try Beef's To Go or full-on catering. Beef O'Brady's, where game time meets tailgating time. And since you did, thanks for listening.